Welcome to Art Life Conversations, where we talk about all things art life, from the struggles and the wins along the way, to making art, learning, and art history, to talks on business, career, and selling art. No matter where you are on your art journey, here you'll find inspiration, encouragement, and motivation as Kelly shares the real life of a working artist. And now, your host, Kelly Folsom. Hello, artists. Welcome back to another Art Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, artist, and teacher and mentor (laughs) online, Kelly Folsom. And I'm super excited and happy to be here with all of you today. I'm so happy to hear from so many of you um, of how you're enjoying the podcast. And I also really appreciate your feedback, um, topics that you would like me to discuss and cover. And so keep those coming. You can keep emailing at info at Art Life with Kelly with an I, not a Y, um, dot com and send me in those podcast requests as well. Or you can drop a comment wherever this uh, podcast video is posted if you're watching the video on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about um, five things to do to get your art business started. Um, so these are, you know, I get this question a lot, like, what is the first thing I need to do? There's, there's so much to do. I'm overwhelmed. Um, and so today I really want to talk about the five most important things that you, um, I would say you need to focus on first and foremost to get your art business started. And you also hear me calling it your art business. It's a business y'all. That's the first thing you want to determine Um, Are you really interested in being a professional artist and running your own art business? If you are not, then you don't need to probably listen to this podcast today, (laughs) right? So this is for the folks who really are genuinely want to be a professional artist, uh, make money from your art, make a living from your art, and run a business. Okay, so the very first thing that you need to do is to set up your business legally. And I think that this is really important Um, to do because I know for me and my experience, part of what happened was um, I didn't set up my business as a business. So um, for years, I would just file self-employed. And one of the biggest things I noticed was like, as soon as I actually filed legally to be a business and I started operating my business as a business, then I was able to um, really present myself so much more professionally. I felt more professional. I also felt more objective about the decisions that I needed to make. So I highly recommend that you, if you want to really be a professional artist, that you do not file as self-employed. Obviously, you know, you're going to have to check with your CPA, you know, get legal advice on on that front um, like I do. So this is not, you know, legal advice here, but um, I see that there was a big shift, a big mindset shift for me and also a shift in my daily actions and how I showed up, you know, even in my studio, even at the easel, like I show up differently as a business owner than I did back in the day as a self-employed 
artist. So when I was um, filing just self-employed, you know, or sole proprietorship, then um, I just showed up more as, um, uh, I was more personally involved. So all of my personal identity, personal emotions, and all of that was so much more involved. There was so much less objectivity, less professionalism, you know, because again, it was like all about me. Who's Kelly? You know, what's Kelly's personality? How does Kelly act? You know, kind of thing, rather than really coming at it from like a more professional business point of view. So that's the first thing I highly recommend that you do that sooner rather than later. And, um, and the other, you know, of course, benefit of this is that, you know, God forbid if anybody should ever try to sue you or anything, that you are protected in terms of they can only go after, you know, the business. They can only go after what, what the, the assets the business has and not your personal assets. So it's just smart that way, too. And there's also, of course, tax benefits here in the United States to being a business owner rather than, you know, just filing self-employed. Um, we pay so much here in self-employment tax. Um, it's almost in a way like you get punished for being self-employed <laughs> rather than if you own a business. So there's there's more tax benefits to owning your own business. So I would check with, and a lot of CPAs will give you advice for free and let you know um, what you know licenses you need to have and what that costs and what that entails. So a lot of times if you don't have a CPA, you can do like what I did and just start, I started emailing CPAs here in Denver, Colorado, asking for advice on you know what they thought I should do. And um, many of them gave me free advice. Many of them, you know, called me on the phone because, of course, you know, they're hoping to also get a new client. So a lot of them are happy to answer some of those questions absolutely free of charge. Um, and so even if you don't take action on it right now, I would at least get the information and get the knowledge. The other, um, you know, the other... Um, uh, resource. I was trying to find the word. The other resource that uh, most of us usually have is like most most cities and stuff tend to have a small business um, administration chapter. So you can also go to them, you know, to talk with them and and find out what you need to do as well with them. Um, and I think I think all their services are also free of charge. So um, check into those, check in with those two people to get advice on what you should do. Like, should you file to be an LLC? Um, how much is that going to um, cost you? And um, if you don't have the money, you know, for that license, then that is like your first revenue goal, right, is to, to make that money to get that, you know, business license. Okay, so in speaking of revenue goal, that is the number, you know, two thing I would recommend for artists to do is that you actually start off with a revenue goal. How much money do you want to make? <laughs> how much money do you want your business to make? Okay, how much money do you need to make? At least start there first. How much money do you need to make just to get by, just to pay the bills? Let's say, for example, if you're wanting to replace a job, you want to, you know, you want to quit your job or you want to cut back at your job so that you can do art more um, instead, then you need to know like what is the need. Uh, what is sort of that baseline amount that you need? And then um, you're going to also have to add about 30%, 25 to 30% to that for taxes as well, right? So so you're going to have to, you know, plan 
plan to make more so that you can cover um, the taxes that you're gonna need to pay on that income. Um, but you need to set a revenue goal annually for the year. And then what I like to do is I like to break it down from the year to um, quarterly and then of course to monthly. Um, so having a monthly revenue goal has been critical uh, for my success financially, uh, especially for the last few years. So I was an artist from like 2011 to 2018, and I had never once set a revenue goal. And so it was no wonder at why I was just kind of floating year to year. And I was also really just making enough money to get by. I was always just making enough money to pay next month's rent and, you know, um, cover, basically cover my expenses and my taxes and maybe have a little bit extra, um, to spend. But it was really, I was always really just making enough to get by, making enough to get by. I wasn't thinking, you know, bigger picture. And so also that really kind of, um, determine how I showed up, you know, in my business and in my day. Um, so whenever you don't have like that revenue goal and that plan, you don't have a number that you need to hit like that. Um, we do tend to just kind of life, we just kind of tend to go with like whatever happens in our day, whatever life throws our way that day, right? Because we're not taking it seriously. We are not acting like a business person. Um, you know, we're not acting professional. We're acting as if like, oh, this is just something I do and it's a hobby. And so I'll paint when I paint and I'll, I'll, um, join the show whenever I join a show and, you know, and I'll try to get the sale whenever I try to get the sale, you know, and usually it's like a, a mad dash, you know, to, to try to make ends meet at the last minute because we haven't prepared, right? So I think having a monthly revenue goal, uh, figuring out what that, what that revenue goal is for you, and it's always better to have it be more rather than less, um, just because, hey, life happens and unexpected things happen, unexpected costs occur, um, unexpected taxes perhaps occur, and so it's always better um, to make more than less. Ah, my eye itches. Okay, so the number three thing you need to do is then to develop your plan, your marketing plan, your plan of attack. <laughs> to reach that revenue goal. So that would be step three, um, is you need to have a plan. What? How are you gonna make that money? What's your ideas, you know? Um, have you made money from your art before? If so, can you maximize that? Can you do more of that? Or can you find more opportunities like that? Um, how are you going to market and sell your work so that you can reach that revenue goal? Um, and so you're going to have to really sit down and plan that out and strategize. Uh, the hard thing about that is like we never really know if that plan is going to work per se, you know. So it's like, okay, here's my plan, you know, and I've got to start, you know, implementing that plan and seeing the feedback that I get and seeing if it works, you know. So I always like to have, you know, make sure that I've got a multiple, multiple um, ways, you know, to make that income, make that revenue until you, until you really get a, 
um, like a tried and true thing that you have implemented over and over and over again, and you know that that brings that will bring in a certain amount of revenue over and over and over again. Like maybe you have a show that you do every year, and it's you know it's pretty successful every year. So that's something that you can kind of count on. Obviously, we all know like with what happened with COVID that anything can happen. But those you do sometimes have things that are more of like a sure thing. And then, you know, trying to figure out like, how can I create a sure thing? How can I create revenue that is recurring? You know, that is more stable, that is more of a sure thing. You know, what, what can I do in order to create that recurring income? So I think every business, you know, has to have cash flow, has to have revenue money that is coming in regularly right to to cover you know the roof over our head to cover our cost of supplies to cover food on the table right so we have to have money that is coming in on a regular basis and so recurring revenue is um, really better than like oh I've got this one big show once a year and it's like my whale of the year it's my big harvest of the year and I'm just all my eggs are in that basket you know so I would much rather have especially as a female who is you know I don't have I'm you know I'm not dependent on a male partner's income right so I'm dependent on myself so especially as a female who's dependent on herself for income it's incredibly important for me that I know that I have um, a sense of recurring revenue that will be coming in to take care of me okay so marketing plan and I like to do like a whole year in advance However, if you're, and that's mostly because I have a lot of experience now doing this. Um, if you're new, then you might probably just want to, if you're new to business, you probably just want to start with 90 days. What is your first 90 day, your three month quarterly plan to reach that revenue? And if you are just, just, just getting started, you're going to have usually, usually, I won't say always, but usually you're going to have lower revenue results you know in those first um, few months not always though it depends it depends on how established you know you are at that point um have you already validated your art through selling it um to people who are not you know necessarily friends and family members but so do you it really will depend on you know what kind of prior experience you've already built up in terms of selling your work um So if you're just now getting started, I would just focus on the first three months. What are you going to do this month, you know? Um, Because in the beginning, it can be a bit more month to month. How can I make that revenue um, month to month until you can get some um, tried and true strategies in place? Okay. So number four, the fourth thing that you want to do to um, get your art business started is to basically create and communicate your brand. So you really, or you could say clarify your brand, but basically you want to create your brand. Um, You need to know, you know, uh, what it is that you create, but you also need to put it into words, right? So these, these are things like, um, you know, obviously like your, your bio page or about me page is what it's most often called now. 
um, you know, do your artist statement. Um, I really ha see those as being combined now. But um, what do you create and who do you create it for, essentially? Um, you know, do you have a, a tagline or, you know, a shorter bio or shorter tagline description of um, your art, what you create and who you create it for? Um, so you really want to um, create your own brand, um, get all of those pieces into place. And if you want to go as far, of course, uh, as, you know, um, creating your brand colors and fonts and all that kind of stuff. That's more the fun stuff, right? <laughs> That's kind of all the stuff that doesn't really matter all that much, to tell you the truth. It's really more like um, getting your art, who you are as an artist, into words, you know, so um, writing about your art, writing about yourself as an artist, what is your mission with your art, who do you most want to serve with your art, um, why do they love having your art? Why do they love buying your art? Um, so those are the things that you really want to clarify and, and, and decide, you know, who you are as an artist. Um, you know, are, are you a commission artist? Um, do you sell prints? Do you um, do photography? Uh, are you mostly a landscape artist? Are you mostly a still life artist? You know, like I am. Um, so these are the things that you're going to want to clarify clarity around and um, get into words, you know. And I would also recommend, of course, that you get feedback <laughs> on those words. Um, but clarifying your brand and creating your brand is, is critically important um, to your business. And then, of course, the last step is just implement you know, take action. So once you have all of these pieces in place, then you basically just have to follow through and take action. Um, and especially if you're new, there's a lot of testing that happens, right? Like you're testing out um, what people are responding to. You are doing a lot of market research, you know, so, um, you know, you might be, you know, just really trying to get to know who your ideal customers are and finding out what it is that they want to buy from you, um, why they might not buy from you as well, you know. So um, you really just have to start to take action. So setting that revenue goal, creating that marketing plan that you're going to follow through on, and then, you know, taking action and implementing that and then basically, you know, wash, rinse, and repeat, right? So you're going to take all that information, all that feedback that you get, what worked, what didn't work, you know, and um, see where things need to be tweaked, see where things need to be adapted, where you need to be adaptable. Um, basically build, double down on the things that are working and really like make the most of that, you know. Um, and then, you know, the things that aren't working, you uh, usually have to see like, well, is this something that's just not going to work that people just in zero are responding to? Or is it something that I need to tweak? Maybe I need to tweak the offer or the way I offer it. Um, you know, maybe I need to tweak my language or make my emails better. Nobody's opening my emails. Nobody's clicking in the emails, you know, so basically that is like the wash, rinse and repeat, you know, cycle. Um, and um, that is, you know, part of running a business, paying attention to the data and basically paying attention to the results that you're getting 
and recalibrating if needed from there. Um, sometimes we have to try things so many different ways before we get the result that we're looking for. You know, it's the same thing um, painting at the easel, of course. You know, it's not like every every single, the very first times that you went up to the easel, like everything just clicked and everything just worked. Boy, wouldn't that, <laughs> I mean, People think that, that that they want that. We all think that we want that in the moment, but really we don't because where is the reward in that? You know, where is the sense of fulfillment and the sense of achievement in that, you know? Like, I mean, obviously none of us want to struggle, but I mean, really, like if stuff was easy, like chewing gum is easy. It's not a great feat. I'm not walking around bragging about chewing bubble gum, you know, or watching TV. Ooh, I watched six hours of TV yesterday. Woo, you know, like these are things that don't matter. These are things that are not achievement worthy. These are things that do not elevate us as human beings. Um, so things that challenge us, things that are more difficult to do, more difficult to figure it out, whether it's figuring out how to make a freaking piece of beautiful artwork, you know, is like, oh my gosh, that is, takes so long to do that, right? Like it takes so much effort and thought and heart and soul and grit and grace and ah, all that stuff, right? And the same thing is true for running an art business. I don't see I don't see it as different at all. In fact, I approach my art business now, especially since I've been learning so much over the last few years, but the exact same way I would approach a painting. I don't expect it to go right all the time. I don't expect it to be an instant success. You know, I expect things to be, to have a learning curve, you know, um, especially whenever you come into something with very limited knowledge. Um, so obviously here with this podcast, I'm trying to, you know, help artists out and help you guys out by passing on some of the knowledge that I've learned, especially over the last three years and working with, you know, multiple business coaches, um, and taking multiple courses to try to get better at this stuff. I see it the same way as I see painting, you know, I took, courses and classes. I invested in being an artist and I don't see any difference between that and investing in my my education for my business as well. So, and I know that I will get the same results if I do the same thing that I did in my paintings. You know, if I show up every day, if I show up consistently, if I practice, if I listen to the feedback, right? If I look for the opportunities, um, if I invest in my education and get the knowledge and the learning and build the skill that I need, success is inevitable at that point. It will come. It will happen. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, It is inevitable. It is mine right now. I just have to keep on that path. I have to keep staying consistent. I have to keep growing. I have to keep learning. I have to keep wash, rinse, and repeating. Right? I have to keep building. Um, I have to keep marketing. I have to keep selling. I have to keep uh, trying to get better at delivering my products and services Right, in order to be a really successful uh, business owner as well. So I don't see it as being different at all. Um, and learning how to be an artist is just as uncomfortable and just as hard to do as it is to learn how to run our business. I just don't see any difference between the two whatsoever. So I also find that that perspective shift is really helpful because 
there's a huge myth out there that artists should not be good at business. And it's almost like you're shamed if you are, you know, or, oh, something must be wrong with you because artists are only supposed to be functioning on the right side of the brain and just be creative 24-7. <laughs> and I'm like, but running a business is creative. Like, it's just as creative as painting a painting. It just is. So, I'm going to leave you all with that, with that little mindset shift um, in the way that you look at uh, running a business, because I think that that will um, serve you. So, all right, everybody. So just to recap those five steps, set up business, set up your business legally, officially, right? Set your annual and monthly revenue goal, um, create your marketing plan at least for 90 days to reach that goal and um, create your brand, you know, clarify and communicate your brand um, and then implement, take action and then analyze, right? Implement and analyze would be that step number, analyze the results, step number five. Okay, artist, I'm wishing you all so much abundance and success in every area of your art life. As always, thank you so much for being here. I hope that you have got so much out of this podcast. Feel free to email in at info at artlifewithkelly with an I dot com. And um, let me know any other topics you would like me to cover. And if you have any specific questions on the things I talked about today, anything that maybe you would like me to deep dive a little bit further on. And I'll talk to you soon. Happy painting and happy creating. Bye.